understand yourself and others and love your pets. Yeah. Good citizens of the earth. It's a big day. This is a big day on the earth. I am Adrian Archie. I'm the emotional pet guy. Now, I know that sounds weird because I will cry in front of the president of the United States on TV. And then I'll come and I'll put you in the headlock. Now, how do I do that? Because I'm the emotional pet guy. What are we going to talk about on this show, people? Well, first of all, thank you for tuning in for my first episode. Emotional pet guy. Now, what does that mean? It means that I'm an emotional intelligence coach. I've used emotional intelligence throughout my life to live a valuable life now and will continue. And my pets weave into that. So why should you live the same way? That's what we're going to talk about on this show. And you are the good citizens of the earth. Let's go. Let's figure out what this emotional intelligence thing is about. Now, every time I bring up emotional intelligence in public with people that aren't familiar with the concept, I get all kind of reactions. It's actually pretty interesting. Some people react diversely to hearing emotional intelligence and others are very interested in it, but really don't know how it fits in their life. What I find the key word in there is emotion, and that's what people are reacting to. Well, let's start off and get that out the way. Emotional is not bad. Our bodies are made up of chemicals and electrical pulses. That's how our cells and our different systems communicate with each other. So emotion is nothing but a hormone. It's nothing but a signal, whether it is a hormone or an electrical signal going to your brain. Emotion is there to warn you, to give you information, right? Adrenaline is one of the best ones to understand. You encounter a bear coming out the dumpster one night as you go to throw your trash away. That immediate fight or flight that you feel and whatever you do from there, that's adrenaline that you feel. Adrenaline that should help you run faster, to help you jump higher, to help you see in the dark so the bear can't get you. That's adrenaline. And now in that purpose, adrenaline was good for you. It put you in a position where you could be safe and win. Adrenaline can be bad as well if you're in traffic and you decide to get road rage and shoot somebody, right? So emotion is not bad. It's God-given. It's within us. We should use it for our benefit, right? The behavior after you feel the emotion is what we found the problem to be. Now, let me give you a few stats on emotional intelligence, and we'll dig into the different pieces of it. Uh, I want to make this as interesting as possible because this is something you need to get into your life Scientists, uh, emotional intelligence is in not a very old field. You know, you have mathematics and, 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 and language arts and, and linguistics and uh, history and all these different uh, subjects that we, uh, that we learn in college. Yes, that's with my phone. So this is, this is going to be laid back. If you know me, I roll with the punches. So emotional intelligence from the aspect of what it fits into your life, 36% of people on this earth is what scientists say that actively use emotional intelligence to their benefit. Now, that probably bothers a lot of people because that's not many people. I mean, what's well, a lot of people, but when you think about 36% of this earth is using something or not using something that they should use, that's a lot of people. But emotional intelligence can be learned. It's not necessarily that you're born with it. Sure, it's ways that uh, genes and, and other uh, uh, genetic code can be passed down to make you more resilient and as far as your cells and how life um, interacts with you in the world. But from the aspect of emotional intelligence, it can be learned. It's about repeating things. It's about patterns. It's about paying attention. 36% of people on this earth, I'm one of them, and I'm proud of that, but I have worked at this for years. I'm 42 years old. 
you can get better at it too. And that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. And we're going to weave in life. We're going to do some pop culture and how emotional intelligence plays with that. And, uh, and we'll give some stories of things I experienced. And when we have guests on here, they'll do the same. But another stat for you. So let's look at this. This is another one. Most people in, uh, that, that I think will like my show probably in corporate America, they're entrepreneurial. They have goals. They have big visions. They want to be fulfilled in things. And that's what I can help with as an emotional intelligence coach. So 36% of people. And what scientists also found in that same study is that emotional intelligence, and this is going to really throw some people off. Um, and this is, this is research. This isn't me throwing this out anecdotally. 40, 40%, 30, excuse me, four times more important than IQ. Emotional intelligence is four times more important than your intelligence quotient as how do you learn? How do you recall information? Now, imagine that. Everybody knows what IQ is. You grow up from a young child knowing what IQ is, but EQ is rarely mentioned. I'll be the first to tell you. I'm an intelligent. I'm a nerd. I like to, I'm not, I'm by no means low on the IQ chart, but my emotional intelligence is way higher. I actually understand what my, what my strengths are, and I stick with those, and I stay away from my weaknesses as much as possible because other people are part of what I do, right? Four times more important than your IQ. So oftentimes you'll have a leader that you're around and you're like, man, he's, he's, he should be better at this and better at that. What he has learned in most cases is that emotional intelligence is a big part of success and not being perfect. All right. Well, let me give you another statistic. And this one's even more interesting. Psychologists through their research indicate that 20% of life depends on your IQ. 20% of life. Most people are dependent on IQ for the 100% of their life, and they can't figure out why they have advanced degrees and other things, and they're not moving forward like other people that don't even have that, right? 20% of your life is how smart you are. 80% of your life is emotional intelligence, your ability to handle yourself in a positive way along with others and succeed no matter what's going on. And the last piece of it that we will get into on this show but it's something that almost you can't really dictate more so than you have to experience in life. And that's your adversity quotient, AQ. Now, we're getting really advanced with that. But the point there is, is that we have to pay more attention to this people, more attention. So remember those statistics. IQ is important, but even if you can't read, and I'm not suggesting being illiterate, but even if you can't read, you can still be successful in life if you just know how to interact and put yourselves in the right position because you know who you are, who you're dealing with, and how you fit into it and what motivates you to be there. That's it. That's an emotional intelligence. But it's deeper than that because it takes life to learn it. It's not something you can just go read and get. Sure, you can read about the stats and wish it was you, but you have to pay attention to it in everyday life. I always tell the people that I coach, um, look up. That's the beginning of emotional intelligence is paying attention. Come out of looking down at your toes and your feet and pay attention to the world around you and what's going on, not just people, but things, animals, trees, the sun, pay attention to what's going on around you. And that's how you begin to get in control of your behavior, not your emotion. Emotion is natural. How you get in control of your behaviors, which then sets you up to be higher on the emotional intelligence scale and more successful overall. And really success, when I say that, people kind of put that where they want. It's relative. I like fulfillment as a word better than success because fulfillment is relative to you. My fulfillment is not your fulfillment. And then you stop judging yourself against other people. So let's get into what emotional intelligence is. And then I'll tell you guys a story and then we're going to get out of here. 
because I don't want to bore y'all. I want to get in your life and out of your life when you need me. And we come back and do it again when you need me again. So emotional intelligence has five pillars. The first one is self-awareness. Pay attention, including to you more often than anything else. Self-awareness, self-management, meaning I'm aware of myself. I know what's going on around me. I know what my triggers may be. I know what I'm scared of. I know what excites me. I know how that person's going to act towards me and what it's going to bring out of me. So then I can manage myself properly, behave correctly in any situation you're in. You don't have to be smart. You just have to pay attention. And you have to know how to put yourselves in the best position, even if it's the worst position you could ever be in. The third part of it is motivation. What motivates, what gets you out of bed? What, what makes you get up and do it again? I played football and from an age of six up until about 24, 25. And I could, I'll tell some stories about football, believe me, because it really is who I am. It's three pillars in my life that made me who I am. And we'll talk about those. But uh, get up is the foundation of football. I don't care how good you are, how big you are, how fast you are how strong you are. If you can't get up in football because you're going to fall, you're going to get knocked down. I don't care who, how good you are. Get up. If the person that gets up the quickest is the one that makes the play. Period. That's football. It's effort. So, therefore, motivation. What gets you up in the morning? What keeps you up at night? What is going through your mind? It's two types of motivation. Intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Extrinsic is the things outside of you. Other people trying to be somebody else authenticity is the most important thing that you will have in life. You will not find fulfillment until you're authentic to yourself and you believe who you are. And that is intrinsic. That's within you. Now, I can't tell you how to find that intrinsic motivation, but again, emotional intelligence is because you're living life and you're paying attention. You will find what motivates you as you start to pay attention to what's going on with you in life, period. And the last piece of it, and I'll go back through them quickly. Excuse me, two more. Empathy. How do you feel about other people? Because one thing I learned in life, and, I, and, I, and, and this is a, a quote that I often say to myself, I talk to myself out loud at this point in my life. Not only do I talk to myself out loud, I'm not even embarrassed when people catch me, but studies say that I'm smarter than you if you don't. So I would say talk to yourself because I'm able to rehearse life before I, I encounter it. But um, the empathy piece is uh, one thing I found, and it's something crazy is that, and I'm always trying to find different tools to help me through life. And I, I found that I, I was having a terrible day. This was years ago. Terrible day. I don't even have to go why it was terrible, but I don't even use terrible lightly. I don't. I, words are important, but it was a terrible day. And I encountered somebody that looked like they were having a worse day than me. And I cracked a joke and, and, and made them smile and made me smile. And I was like, wow. Other people. Selfishly. Can make me feel better as long as I'm making them feel better. So I found out that on my bad days, I can still smile at you. And if I can do that, and then you smile back, suddenly it looks a little brighter around me, including with the person too. So that's emotional intelligence. How do you feel about other people? I like to see people win. One of the reasons I'm an emotional intelligence coach um, is, is, is not to tell you how emotionally intelligent I am. I, I, I like to see other people win. I, I've stood in surgery in my prior careers with my competitor right beside me. When I opened a pet uh, supply store, uh, three years later, I had a competitor to open like five, six miles from me. And he had some hiccups early on. I actually ordered from him because he couldn't. One time I didn't do it after that because you do have to stand on your own feet. I'm not a pushover. I'm a competitor, but 
I understand that I'm not really competing. I have a purpose. And as long as I'm walking in that purpose, who am I competing with? You want to compete with me? I know my purpose. And if you don't, I'm going to win. And if you know your purpose, you'll win with me. But I'm not ever competing in a way that I can't help somebody through it, right? I understand that life is to me, the blessings, the knowledge, the, the good relationships, the good things come to me and through me. Rivers, and we'll talk about this, there's a lot of concepts I throw out to you, but rivers don't flow healthy if something is blocking it. It needs to flow healthy. It, and, and the sediment goes down and it's feeding things down the river, right? When you block the river, you're unhealthy, keeping all that with you. And down there, the people downstream that should be receiving things that should go to you and through you aren't receiving it. So you are not only ruining your life, you're affecting other people that are connected that you didn't even realize. I'm not gonna get too deep on you. And the last piece of it is social skills. How do you interact with other people? You gotta, you gotta feel something for them. And if you feel something for them, then you can probably interact with people even if you don't like them. It's amazing. So let's go through that one more time. Self-awareness, you. Who are you? What are you good at? What are you bad at? What are you motivated? Excuse me, self-management is next. Your behavior from who knowing who you are. Motivation, what gets you up and keeps you there. Empathy, how do you feel about people and things going on around you? And social skills, how do you interact? That's emotional intelligence, five pillars. Now that sounds simple, but it's a lot within that. And it truly does start with your self-awareness. But let me tell a story real quick. Um, now that we're good on what emotional intelligence is and why I'm even talking about this, um, I've been able to accomplish some cool things in life and not because I'm special. Uh, I'm blessed. And, 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 but I, I think I've learned emotional intelligence early on and I didn't even know what it was until I probably hit my 30, mid-30s, right? I had to live enough life to even understand um, what I was good at and why I, can, why I, I, I tend to end up on the good side of, of, of most situations. Um, and it, and, and it wasn't because God's blessing me more than anybody else. I, I, I find that God's blessings reign. And if you in the rain, then you would receive them too. that. Cause that's why people that don't even believe in God are successful. Right. Right. Um, it's principles that you need to live by. And I figured out, I encountered the word emotional intelligence one day and I was like, that's what it is. And I started to pay attention to it. I'm a sales rep, medical devices for years. So improving and performance and coming from athletics is something that is important to me and I pay attention to it. Um, but it's really about fulfillment for me. And that's what I realized that not only do I like to learn and grow and I like to see other people win and be a part of it. So that's why I became emotional intelligence coach. And it was a story that struck me um, a couple of weeks ago, the, the NFL combine, right? And everybody knows what the NFL combine is. It's the most popular sport in America. We know what that is. And it was a young man now, let's see, his name is Andrew Voorhees. Let me make sure I'm pronouncing his name right, because I think he deserves all the recognition. Not that he needs it from me, um, but, but I want to say it right. Andrew Voorhees um, is, uh, played uh, O-lineman from uh, uh, University of Southern California, USC. I didn't even, he's an O-lineman, and I play linebacker, and no offense to O-lineman, but when you play football with helmets on, the, the linemen are the least known people. I didn't know who Andrew Voorhees was. Now, he's at the NFL Combine, so I know what that means. He's good. Uh, and he went to USC. He's good, right? Uh, he was at the Combine, and, and, and he tore his ACL at the Combine. And even saying that now, being a player, um, I can't even look at injuries on TV because I know what that means for people's career. Um, and, and, and he tore his ACL at the combine, the biggest moment of his life, probably been playing football like I was from a kid up till his, what, 22, 23 years old. And he made it to the NFL combine and he tore his ACL. 
wow. Most people would be done. Call the bus and send me home, right? Life over. Going to become an alcoholic or something, right? Well, Andrew Voorhees, I don't know if he knows it, and hopefully I'll meet the young man one day, but he has some pretty intense emotional intelligence. Because the day after he tore his ACL, he showed up at the combine and did the 225 bench press the most of anybody at the combine. Now, he obviously was strong enough to do that physically, but mentally, emotionally, to behave the way he worked his whole life versus the circumstances, that's emotional intelligence in real life. And that's what it means. And, 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 and I talked to somebody later. I was like, I don't think he's going to get drafted. Do you think he's going to get drafted? I was like, look, I, I, the NFL is tough and it's about the, 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 the X's and O's. Uh, and he tore his ACL. So if they can't use him physically, that's tough. But yeah, he's going to get drafted. And even if he doesn't, if it takes two years for him to get drafted, his stock just went up. Because one thing the NFL uh, likes just as much as physical talent is mental fortitude. Are you strong enough to win in the fourth quarter? Because that's what football games are won. Football games are won in the fourth quarter. The first three quarters are just setting up for the fourth, right? It's when you're tired, when you're broken, when you when, when it, it, then you lean back on all the work. Football game is an hour long. You might get 50, 60 plays on offensive defense if you're a starter. If you're on special teams, you get 12, 13, maybe 20 plays if you're lucky. If you do both, then you're going to get a, 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 some more plays. But the point is, is that and that you only get when you really calculate an average play is what, five or six seconds? When you calculate that, you're not getting much time on the field to perform what you have worked literal hours for. In college and the NFL, you're working spring ball, winter ball, summer. It's a season. You're lifting. You're running. It's nonstop. You put in thousands of hours for 20 minutes. In a game, if you're lucky, a whole season, four or five hours, if you're lucky, your whole career from kid to NFL, a week of how much you got to perform versus all the time you put in. It is highly important when you play a sport like football that you take advantage of the moment because you don't continue to get them. Andrew Voorhees took advantage of his moment. So what that demonstrates is he's done that before. He showed up when, the, when, the, when, when it was tough. He's done the workout when he was throwing up. He's been up early in the morning and running in the cold. He's been hurt and still got it done. See, football players are gladiators and not in a, in a, in a, in a way that we kill each other. We're gladiators uh, that on that field, and, and then we can apply that to life. Athletes, not just football players, because they understand work and they understand performing at the right time. It's about the moment. Andrew Voorhees has emotional intelligence. Can he get better? Probably. Can he get worse? Emotional intelligence should never leave you. Um, we're not perfect, but you, you should always be able to find it somewhere, even in situations. But he took advantage of it. Well, guess what? He got drafted. Probably didn't get drafted as high as he wanted to. He went seventh round, but he got drafted. And he's going to make the team. The, so what I'm saying to you is that's a moment where he lost. And he turned it into a win. That's emotional intelligence. Self-awareness. He maintained his mind even when he was like not only he break he tailed towards ACL but he did it in front of the people the worst people to do it in front of the scouts and the and the GMs and like he towards ACL get him out of here he knew what that meant he composed himself and then he could have went home nobody would have blamed him he showed up and did it and had the most self-management behavior and his motivation is obvious he built that and then he had empathy 
He said, well, hold on. What was he empathetic about? He respected the people around him enough that he that not only did he respect the work he put in, he respected these people that invited him to this combine that a lot of people don't get invited to. He respected all the young men that didn't get invited to that combine, and he showed up and did his job. That's empathy. That's motivation. That's empathy. And then his social skills, he didn't even have to say nothing in this moment. The so it, it, it was the the energy was coming off of him on socially who he is. It made me cry. Now I'm a crybaby because I'm emotionally intelligent. That story is so important to me, and that's really what emotional intelligence is in real life applied. Now it's other stories and ways that we can get into emotional intelligence. But imagine the possibilities if you listening to this now have not thought about emotional intelligence in your life, or if you're one of those people when I say it, you cringe at me and think I'm crazy and that's not real. It's real. I'm not perfect. I know people that are way smarter and way more uh, put together and, and everything than me, but I will finish in front of them because I know how to put myself in the right position. Not perfect, right? So I challenge you, if you have an, a high IQ, imagine if you put emotional intelligence with that. I would love to meet you and coach you, but that's not what we're about here. The people that I encountered that need my input in their life that's going to happen because I believe that I'm, I'm valuable. And that's what I want to get to as I wrap up. Uh, Andrew Voorhees is a perfect example. Go look him up. Go look what he did. But what does a valuable life mean? And why do my pets matter? Wrapping it up with what my title is, the emotional pet guy. I cry because I'm happy for people. I see a, a stream home makeover and I love what's going on with them. I love to see people overcome and win. And, and, and so I'm not afraid to cry. That's important in emotional intelligence is you don't hold things in, let it out the right way. You don't spaz out on people ever. It's never emotionally intelligent, but you can't hold it in. The river needs to flow to you and through you, whether it's a blessing or if it's negativity, you need to release. Never hold on to it too long, period. Even valuables, even money, even possessions, even time, move it to you and through you for other people. Pay attention. A valuable life is when people are in a room and you walk in it, you improve what's going on in there. Even if you don't know you're doing it. Valuable life. You're valuable to those around you. Not special, not egotistical, not better than anybody. Valuable. Everybody in that room should be valuable. Connection is what life is. The bees matter to us because the trees need pollen and we eat plants. So if the bees die, at some point the plants die, and then the animals we eat, if we're not vegetarians or vegan, those animals got to eat the plants. And then if we eat the animals, then we're going to die. And if you're vegan, you don't have the plants and you're going to die. Everything's connected in this world. We'll go into all of that. But the point is, is that a valuable life is being connected to who those around you in a way that you're showing up in purpose because it may be unlocking their purpose. I can't tell you how many people I met because I showed up and it was who they were looking for me and I was looking for them. We'll tell those stories and they'll be guests on my shows. But life is purposeful, my friends. Valuable life. Be valuable, not better than anybody. Valuable. You should be of use. You should make things better. And how do my pets fit into my life? Well, I grew up wanting to be a veterinarian. Um, I actually started pre-vet in college at University of Richmond and switched my major and didn't do it. But I still worked at vets throughout high school. Um, I worked in psychology rat labs in, in college. I was a psych major. I ended up switching my major to. Um, and I've always loved animals. I've always been connected to them. They've taught me empathy, emotional intelligence. They taught me responsibility. Um, they taught me to uh, uh, love other 
creatures. Um, if you see me kill something, it, 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 it can only be a fly that kept landing on me. That, I mean, it's, so I don't believe in it. And, and, um, and the point is, is that it's a connection there, especially with pets. Um, and, and, and they teach you things. They're emotional, more emotional intelligent than us. Let me and my wife get into some type of argument or I'm, I'm telling a, one of my children is something and not listening. The dogs get up and leave the room. And I'm, it's not that I'm mean or anything. It's they understand emotion and, 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 the, and the vibes being given off better than we do. So they can teach you a lot. Pets matter. I think we saw that during COVID. People got more pets. Um, and I own a pet business and we're selling franchises and I will, we'll have some of my franchisees on sometime. And, uh, but the point here is, is that pets, I recommend become part of your life. I know people uh, you know, have different adversities and different things that they've experienced in life when it comes to pets. But I promise you, um, uh, I correlate and I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I've seen people that were scared of dogs um, that, that conquered that fear that opened up other things in their life. See, fear is common. Scared of dogs is the same thing as scared of going after something. Scared of dogs is the same thing as not going into a room that you should be in. Scared of dogs is, it correlates. And I've seen it. People that have conquered that fear of dogs and been able to, or cat or whatever it may be, uh, care about something in life that really can't care for themselves outside of you because they're domesticated. You can't just let them out in the wild. They would perish. So they become just like your child. Uh, and, and it teaches you a lot and it gives you something that one of the best things when I come home outside of seeing my children and my wife is when my dogs run up to me and, and lick me and kiss me. Right. Um, it's something important there. So if you haven't enjoyed that, I, I, I think you should. I think you should raise your kids with them. I'm an animal guy. My business is about pets, but my business is also about people. This has been wonderful. This is my first episode. Uh, we're going to really expand on this. Hopefully this is interesting to you. Uh, I promise you what you hear and learn here will allow you to live a valuable life if you feel like you're not, number one. And number two, you will become more emotional intelligence. You will be part of the rising percentage of people on earth that are using this to their advantage, but not to win and push everybody else down, but to hold hands as we go up together. My name's Adrian Archie. I'm the emotional pet guy. Tune in. See you next week. Have our life now. Turn on a light now. The emotional pet guy podcast, yeah. Talking about life now. Turn on a light now.